Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome indeed. This is Dick Crawford, and that fine introduction today was from our guest, Janice Burtis from Grand Junction, Colorado. Beautiful country in Grand Junction. We have trained in the same network for many, many years, and we, of course, truly enjoy our work as realtors in the American West, and this is an awesome opportunity for our listeners to get to know Janice and the area that she serves out there in Grand Junction. So without further ado, Janice, how's life out there? Oh my goodness, it's absolutely beautiful today. Crystal clear blue skies, 52 degrees when we woke up, should get into the 60s today. Um, for the middle of November, it's pretty awesome, Dick. It's a, it's a great place to live. That's fantastic. That sounds, uh, I like crisp weather. That's very good. And this is the perfect, uh, perfect introduction to Thanksgiving, crisp weather. Well, let's, let's just jump right in. Uh, how or why did you get into the real estate business, and how did you get to this point? Well, I'll give you a little bit of my background. Um, I'm an, edu- an engineer by education, and I spent 20 years using my degree in the corporate world. Um, I've always had an interest in real estate and started investing in my own real estate when I was about 23 years old because I loved to do fix and flips and the investment process. And by the, the time I retired from the corporate world, uh, I had several rentals and my license to sell real estate. Um, I've been very active in buying and selling and investing for others uh, for over 20 years. I've also been very active in developing and building. Um, I've been with Remax for my entire sales career, and I've always been in Remax's Platinum or Chairman's Club uh, since I've been, been here in Grand Junction. Outstanding, outstanding uh, experience and a good blend of of, um, of career skills and such that uh, seems like that prepared you quite well for where you are right now. That's good. It really did. I, I actually really enjoy the contract side of things. Uh, I was a vice president for a company and uh, really like um, dealing with the contract pieces. I uh, was doing a ton of investing uh, when I was there, so I have a huge investment set of clients that work with me here in, in the Grand Junction area. Very good. Now, uh, before we go too much further, I always like to ask uh, three quick questions to kind of set the, the tone, if you will. Uh, what is your approach to the business? How do you run things? I run my business almost entirely by referral. 98% is a fact um, of my business comes from my referral network, both in the Grand Junction area and throughout the country. Okay. And as, uh, as realtors, we wear a lot of different hats in our transactions, all kinds of different things that we're called to do. What would be one of your favorite hats to wear during, your, during a transaction or during your work with a client? Oh, my, I'm an engineer by background, and I love numbers. So I really enjoy pricing and calculating the best deals for my clients. It also gives me the uh, ability to look at investments and what a client wants to do with that in investment, be it residential or commercial. I do switch hats a little bit from residential to commercial. And I'm able to help them make really good decisions 
on what to buy, when to buy, and for my buyers and sellers, how to price your house and is this really a, a good buy. So that's what I love is, is the number side of things. The analytical, okay. And what do you do to help your clients feel comfortable during the process? Well, I think clients feel very comfortable when they know you understand their why. And then you can help them with the how, how to get that, what to do. Um, and it really requires listening to them. And once they know you know their why, they're comfortable with the entire process. Because you're always keeping that why in mind when you go through it. And that, that exactly. keeps everybody kind of, kind of keeps you honest during the, during the, uh, during the whole process. It's about them, not about me. There you go. Now, you're in the Grand Junction, Colorado area, and um, I will make my favorite sound effect right now. That's me getting my map out. Um, I love maps, and when I look at Grand Junction, um, it's out in very eastern Colorado. Excuse me, western very Colorado. western Colorado. There you western go. Colorado. Um, yeah, I was looking at it upside down. <laughs> uh, so you're out in western Colorado. There's an, there's and an N on there. So somebody's looking yeah. at the map. What's that? There's an N on there. It says north. Uh, there, <laughs> oh, that's what that, that is. Okay. <laughs> I learn something new every day. Coming from the engineer, I'll have to trust that. Um, okay. So what er when we're looking at the map, what areas would you serve? Like, you know, what are your boundaries and such? Obviously, you've got a state boundary to the left, uh, which would be the west if north is at the top. Um, <laughs> what would your boundaries be and, and so what let's, other cities let's, would you um, serve? Let's say Grand Junction is part of Mesa County. So Mesa County is actually in Colorado's western slope region. So we're going to go all, almost all the way to the Utah border and then, um, then close to uh, the Glenwood Springs area. So in Mesa County, we have Grand Junction, Fruta, Palisade, Clifton, and these are major little cities within this county. And then there's several other little smaller areas. But I serve all of Mesa County, Grand Junction being the biggest little city uh, within that county. Um, in Grand Junction, we're, we're at an elevation of 4,583 feet. Uh, Grand Junction proper has a population of 63,374, and then Mesa County, so you're looking at all of those little cities, has a population of 154,210, and that was the census in the end of 2019. We've had a, a large influx of people, so I'm, I'm thinking we're 155 or over um, by by this time. So if you look at the land area of Mesa County, we're at 3,329 square miles. So just for those of you who, who like to know, like a little box, we're about 50 by 75 miles square. And within that, um, one of the, the landmarks that people will be familiar with is the Colorado National Monument. And it's a unique series of towering monoliths with um, vast plateaus and sheer red rock, 
rock canyon walls and mesa that overlooks the city, um, and that's to the west. And most of our area is surrounded by federal public lands managed by the Bureau of Land Management. Um, the BLM moved its national office from Washington, D.C. to Grand Junction in 2020. So that's a, a new um, service for us here. And so if you're wondering how to get to Grand Junction, I-70 connects Grand Junction eastward to Glenwood Springs and then on to Denver, Denver, and then westward to Green River, Utah. So Salt Lake City is reached to the west by I-70 and then U.S. Route 6, and then also to Las Vegas via I-70 and Interstate 15. So that should give you a pretty good idea of where we are. Yes, very definitely. And... and uh uh, you mentioned the BLM coming in. Um, they're moving their offices from Washington, D.C. to Colorado, to, to Grand Junction. Is that right? It's not just that a field correct. office. It's, it's no, headquarters, that, and right? that, That's headquarters, and that's about 28 uh, main positions. And some of those um, attorneys that were in Washington, D.C. decided they really didn't want to come to Grand Junction. They thought it limited their careers, but as uh, it, it probably would have increased their lifestyle had they come it, here. But that's absolutely. okay. Stay there. We don't need you here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we want people who like the area to move here. We sure do. Uh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of open land around you, but also being on that main artery, you're very well connected. Uh, so that's that, correct. Okay, very good. And you you mentioned a little bit about what the area is like with with the um, Colorado National Monument there. Um, what about uh, you know what's the vibe? Uh, it's, uh, it sounds like it might be a little bit more open country, but what's the vibe around Grand Junction? Well, we, as I've stated, we, we are shaded by these beautiful, big red rock cliffs in the Colorado National Monument. But in addition, we have the Grand Mesa, which is the largest flat-top mountain in the world, and it's home to over 300 lakes and reservoirs that keep fishers, boaters, hikers, campers really satisfied. Um, we have rainfall of 9.9 .9 inches, not much, so we, we stay really dry here. Uh, we've got snowfall of 15.8 inches, precipitation only 69 days of the year, and we're mm. sunny 245 days of the year. So mm. the day we're looking at today is a perfect example uh, of what we have. Um, one of the cool things we've got here, speaking of vibe, is Colorado Mesa University, and it's a public university in Grand Junction, which has an enrollment of about 11,000 students, and 14% of those university students come from outside of Colorado. We do have a lot of them that stay, by the way, after, after they've been here. And um, Colorado Mesa University has a strong winning tradition as a member of the NCAA Division II. So that's a Division II school and the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. The Mavericks, which is the the name of the mascots for Colorado Mesa University have more than 90 conference and regional titles. So the community really supports and enjoys going to all of the different types of uh, sporting events um, here. So the other thing that's, that's really important for a lot of people is 
the historic district is in three areas of Mesa County. We have Grand Junction, Palisade, and Fruta that have really charming boutique homes and stores and restaurants. So that's a great vibe for um, a, a lot of people who, who truly, uh, my, my buyer's agent, they moved here because of the historic district in Grand Junction and have been really active in um, putting a lot more uh, emphasis in that historic district of Grand Junction. So hmm. we've got a little bit of something for everybody. You know, I, I was, you, you certainly do, because I was uh, driving through there on a road trip uh, many years ago, and I... I was taking a break in Fruta and um, really enjoyed it. I actually uh, augmented my lunch with a uh, brownie set of brownies from a bake sale at one of the churches there. I just kind of cruising oh, the street, neat. and there was a bake sale, so I said, I'm going to get myself some brownies. <laughs> so they got to be careful bit. in Colorado, you know. So <laughs> well, this was pre. <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't okay, say good. pre, because it would have been like the 1920, well, 1900s. But um, yeah. <laughs> no, this was. It was a. Ch it was a church. Come on. It, okay, and they yeah, were. They were good. like. They were like eight years old. You know, not the brownies, <laughs> but the kids. They, so anyway, uh, but neat, really All neat good. country. And coming off down I seventy from um, uh, from. Uh, I don't know, one of the uh, ski resorts up there, I was coming down that hill, and that's a, just a gorgeous drive. So it's really, really, really pretty country. It's beautiful, yeah. So um, you mentioned a lot of things with the uh, what's going on in the area. Anything more about like uh, popular activities during the year, things that people can do? Oh, um, sure. You, Let's you talk about that. You do a have a bit, bit. of change, change of seasons, so that yes, should make things interesting. Yes, we do have great seasons. And, you know, the summers are hot and mostly clear, and the winters are short, cold, and partly cloudy. And, and that's, it's dry here, as we said, all year round. And over the course of the year, the temperature usually varies from about 20 degrees Fahrenheit to 94. It's really rare to get below 6 degrees or above 100 degrees. Um, Grand Junction is known as the banana belt of Colorado so um, that it, it's it's warmer or more moderate than almost any other place in the state and here's some fun facts for everybody and um, Grand Junction placed number six in outdoor life's list of the best 35 hunting and fishing towns in the United States it was 12 in for 12th in Forbes list of best small places for businesses and careers. It was number five in the New York Times list of where to live to avoid a natural disaster. Actually, in the New York Times, it was number one place about six months ago to avoid COVID. We had really, really wow. low numbers. It was also number seven in, tourism's re in Tourism Review's list of the eight sunniest cities. Here you go, Dick, in the United States. So we're, we're number eight. And, you know, Grand Junction is its really cool because um, – it has developed as a major mountain biking destination with many bikers coming from the front range of Colorado, Salt Lake City, and as far away as California to enjoy our abundant single track trails. There's two prominent tra trails that have international uh, 
oh, what do you want to call it? They're very well known. That's the Tabwatch Trail and the Cocopelli Trail, and they're running from near Loma, which is just outside of Fruta, to Moab, Utah. And Fruta has its 18-road trail system, and it's only 10 miles from the city, and it's become a major mountain biking destination. And then a surprise for most people will be that the Grand Junction is home to 27 wineries and vineyards that serve up some of the very best Colorado wines. And there's also a Colorado Mountain Wine Fest that's held every September that we get an influx of people. And if you don't have your reservations a year in advance, you cannot get a, a hotel or an RV park spot here. Um, we're close to several ski areas. As you mentioned, you were up skiing, and from within one to two hours, we have Powderhorn, Aspen, Vale, which is going to include you know Beaver Creek and all of the big Vale areas, Crested Butte, and Telluride. So all of those very most two hours away from here. And if you love to golf, which you can golf, 12 months of the year here, usually. Uh, we have Redlands Mesa Golf Course, which is the number one rated golf course in Colorado by Golf Week. We also have Bookcliff Country Club, which is the only full-service private club on the Western Slope. And for our music lovers, we have Country Jam, and that's an annual music festival on the Western Slope, which started in 1992. And it's the largest country music and camping festival in the state and is a four-day rain or shine event. And that is just a few of the activities that we have throughout the year here in Grand Junction, or Mesa County, rather. What you hear is me in the background packing my bags. Um, <laughs> Come on. I've uh, got a great guest room. Um, <laughs> we'll show you, you the, the town. It's, you know, it's it, was interesting, cool. it was interesting about, well, first of all, San Diego, watch out. Grand Junction uh, has, it's the eighth uh, best for sunny days because uh, San Diego likes to claim that victory every year. So you get, you're competing with San Diego as well as the wine country and... Um, a lot of, of great act in golf, a lot of great act outdoor activities that uh, other states would just drool over. You've got a great, um, what's the word, a mix, a variety of high ratings for various reasons in a lot of different categories. So that's, that's very cool. And not Good a on lot you. of people yet. Good <laughs> yes, on they're you. coming, but, but not a lot yet. So. No, that, well, and that's, uh, that's okay. <laughs> Right, that's okay. Well, yes Let's and no. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have some new blood in here once in a while. So. There, okay, there you go. <laughs> well, so when uh, when that new blood uh, arrives and they want to know some things, sometimes they'll ask, okay, what can we do like on a day trip or on a long weekend away? You mentioned the ski slopes, of course, and you mentioned a lot of, um, you know, a lot of biking and things like that that can, can take all day. But... Uh, Anything else that you can think of that might be like a long weekend away or, or a day trip, you know, touring trip around the area? Oh, my goodness. When you do the Colorado National Monument, that's only like 23 miles. But if you stop and look at all the little, it sits clear up on the edge of the rim of, of this giant canyon and looks down into the city. It's about a, a five or six hour round trip if you do that. And then going nice. over the the um, 
Grand Mesa, which we said was the largest flat-top mesa in the world. You would go from Grand Junction up to Powderhorn, across the mesa, and down into little a little valley uh, that has Delta Peonia, and then 60 miles back to Grand Junction. That'll take you a full day, but my goodness, do you see absolutely beautiful country. One side of it's all red rock and and you know, beautiful high desert scenery, and the other side is is mountains and trees and uh, evergreen trees and uh, and lakes and very very diverse set all within you know just a day to do yeah. a lot of that. So works Excellent. out really nicely. You yeah. painted a very good picture there. I'm uh, that's that's enticing. Very good. And you can get back Come on, into town. I'll give you a tour. <laughs> there you go. Well, so so the BLM is coming into town. Why uh, why are other people relocating to the area? We have Grand Junction's major employment sectors are healthcare, education, construction, um, technical services, and then accommodation and food services, our hotels and our, our food services, and then, as you see with the BLM, our, our government. Um, one of the other things they're coming for, I'm going to try and give you a little technical side here on Colorado versus California real estate property taxes. So, okay, Colorado get your pencils out, everybody. Get your pencils out and, and just write some of these little numbers down or call me and I'll help you with them. Um, Colorado's real estate tax rates are the third lowest in the nation with an effective tax rate of 0.53%. So that means on a $205,000 home, the tax would be 1076 Colorado's median, not, not average, but median home value is 313600 So your annual median tax would be $1,647. Now let's look at California. So California has a, a real estate property tax rate 16th in the nation with an effective real estate tax of 0.76%. So on that same $205,000 home, the tax rate would be $1,557. California's median home value is $475,900, so that median tax would be $3,617. Big difference in tax. And California is only 16th in the nation. So, you know, yeah. you've got a lot of, uh, of uh, states that have larger real estate property taxes that are driving people to, to move. So, so that's a, a huge... Um, difference in affordability and like you stated we, we've got wide open spaces here uh, relief from taxes um, great employment um, and the employment's getting better we have a really good economic development group here that is courting companies uh, manufacturing companies and all of that to move here so they're really trying to uh, to, to get um, bigger companies to come to Grand Junction, and mm -hmm. I think they're doing a great job. Well, and you, you tack on to that the idea of the, the Colorado Banana Belt where the, the climate is, is good. Um, it's mm -hmm. not 
it's not San Diego, but it's also not Anchorage. You know, it's it's uh, reasonable and tolerable, and you can grow to like it. So it's that's not a reason to stay away, I should say. Uh, so you've got exactly. a lot of attracting it, and not a lot saying no, don't come. So that's exactly. that's a good combination. So in ter in terms of outlook for employment, uh, I'll go over that again briefly. There's a lot of great things that are going on all through the year that you mentioned, and the BLM and things like that. Um, and sounds like there's a pretty good mix of businesses. Are there any particularly you know, big industries or, or the bigger industries that support the area in general? I'm going to give you the top five. There you so go. our number one employer is Mesa County School District, and they have 2,851 jobs. Our second, and you'll, you'll see that the, the first and the fifth, I'll jump down to the fifth real quick, is Colorado Mesa University, which we talked a little bit about. They have 808 jobs. Now let's go back to the second and the fourth. The second is St. Mary's Hospital, which is a Category 1 hospital. It's the, the largest hospital on the western part of Colorado, biggest hospital from Denver to Salt Lake City. They employ 2,341 jobs and then Community Hospital, uh, which is which is a really nice community hospital, works a lot with uh, some of the Utah hospitals, employs 932 jobs, and then right in the middle, our Mesa County government employs 1,051 jobs. So you've got hospitals, schools, and government. So that that's our our top uh, pieces of employment. And, and plenty of other opportunities to support all those activities that you talked about earlier. Exactly. Um, so no, that's good. What, what would be what would be your take on the mix of new people coming in? Well, I'll give you a, a, an idea of what our population looks like right now. So we have 62% of our population that's between the ages of 15 to 65 years of age. So that's our more or less our working class people. 28% are over 65 and 33% are under 15 years old. So we have, we have the, the kids that do all the, the schooling and stuff. There's a split of 52% female and 48% male. So pretty balanced male and female uh, here in Mesa County. Okay, very good. And you've got some uh, professionals as well with the professional attitudes, if not uh, traditional prof professional um, positions with the education, the hospital, the BLM. So that's a very good mix of people. Yep, it is. It's a little bit blue collar, a little bit professional. So A little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Did I just, did I just date myself? Um, well, I'm right there with you, so you're good. <laughs> you laughed. You did laugh. Uh, how can a new um, new resident get involved in the community? You know, there's you know there's always Rotary Club and church groups and things like that. But but what types of things can a new person enjoy as as a newcomer? We have a mix. Um, I'm gonna. There's an abundance of volunteers and. Someone can find just their mix to get into. For example, some of the, the ones that may not be in some of the other towns are CASA for Mesa County. Mesa County has a very large um, CASA. They have a, a very large uh, foster care um, system. We have the United Way, which is 
in every community, uh, our community food bank. Uh, one that they won't hear much about until you start looking at Grand Junction is Hope West, which is one of the top hospice inpatient care centers in the nation. So mm-hmm. the lady that started uh, Hope West here, Christy Whitney, she's the CEO, um, and that, that happens to be my pet uh, volunteer project, um, started this, and she's very uh, well-known in Washington, D.C., with all the health care and what's happening there. So we have gotten a ton of um, publicity and acknowledgments for how great that program is. And just to give you an example on that, we have over a 1,000 volunteers that work on that hospice campus just in the, in the yards, in the gardens and in the yards. And so that's a really fun way to get involved either with um, – the galas or the the gardens or a, a lot of places that, that we could work on. Uh, Girls on the Run uh, it w- originated here in Grand Junction and is now a national program. That's um, a, a really fun run uh, to get involved in. We've got yeah. Royce Hurst. Uh, Humane Society. I also do a lot with KAFM Community Radio. That community radio show, there's not a lot of communities that have community, true community radio. So that's a a really fun um, project, too. And so that's just to name a few of all of our different places to volunteer and get involved. And all, all of the hospitals and schools and all of that have annual events to participate in. And so I think anybody, if you try just a little bit with a little bit of research, you can find an exact fit where you would really enjoy this community and giving back. Very good, and it's a good community to give back, it sounds. Uh, that's, uh, that's very good, because a lot of times uh, people have a hard time getting into, uh, you know, getting into the mix, if you will. Or they're new in town, mm-hmm. they don't know what to do, don't know anybody. It's nice to have a lot of different opportunities that uh, might fit their personality. Okay, so uh, let's go back to the growth a little bit. You, you mentioned a little bit about population uh, and such. Um, how's the community handling the the population growth is is there well, is there grand I think junctions? the natives are restless. <laughs> so, <laughs> the natives are restless. Um, you know, Grand Junction or Mesa County has been historically conservative, um, but it, it it's gradually changing with the new people that are moving here. You know, that's a, that's a good and the bad. You you have a little bit of growth, but with the new people, you you get new businesses and new yes. ideas, and and sometimes you get a little bit of a, a maybe a change in attitude that's different for you but that's that's change that that's what people have to be you know you have to be open to change just a little bit Um, the sad thing I think we've seen just like any other town uh, COVID has really hurt our small stores our our restaurants and um, some of the Grand Junction has a really cool main street with lots of art and a a nice um, eight block walk on both sides and boy it's it's been hurt by our COVID stuff but we I've watched this community really support all of the little restaurants and the stores and. Um, this community is extremely generous. Um, going back a little bit to Hope West, they 
built a $13 million, million dollar, uh, uh, facility that was paid for by the community. So that's just an example, one little example or one big example of how generous the community is. And... Um, then we look at maybe congestion, because the, the community, are, are they handling the congested, congestion well? Well, some people say, hey, we used to only have one stoplight here, and now I have to sit through this stoplight two times. But if it, it depends on who you ask. There's those yeah. that have been here for a long time, and they think we're getting too crowded. And then you've got some people that, that move here. Um, I, when I came here 22 years ago, I, I'm I'm a native to this what to the Western Slope, but I came from Atlanta, and I tell you what, um, I, I was amazed how easy it was to get around here. So I'm like, traffic? Yeah. You don't know traffic at all. Yeah. So um, it just yeah, this kind is, of this is a knife, mate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, this isn't bad. Don't don't worry, you know. And right. So it's uh, it's hard to change, especially uh, it's hard for some people, and and welcomed for for others. So there's a balance well, and, or balancing and, and, act. And, yes, it's a balancing act, and as you say, that's that's kind of what growth is. Uh, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a little bit of everything. So in in that. In that vein, are the regional services keeping up? You know, infrastructure, hospitals. Uh, do you have a regional airport nearby? Oh man, we have a great regional airport. Okay, cool. um, it's the third largest airport in the state. It's behind Denver and Colorado Springs. Um, so, you know, the airport you can fly direct to Dallas, Chicago, Atlanta. Uh, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and then there's there's three different airports or airlines here. You've got the American that goes out of Phoenix, um, United that goes out of Denver, and then Delta that goes out of Salt Lake City. So you can fly anywhere in the world from Grand Junction, and um, it, it's not that bad. Um, the city's done a really good job for planning for growth in the high, the roads and the highways, and you're seeing development that's continued in the new subdivisions that are popping up. Um, and we, like I said before, uh, we have a Category 1 hospital, St. Mary's, a community hospital. And the, the thing that will surprise people is we have a VA hospital, which is one of the best VA hospitals in the country, and it specializes in personalized care for the veteran. And then we have a, a several emergent care facilities that are here. But that VA hospital, um, when you've got a veteran that moves in here and they go to that hospital, they are amazed at what it, what it provides. Hmm. So um, doctors really enjoy, once they retire from one of the other hospitals or semi-retire, they do a lot of service at that VA hospital. And it's, um, it's been a, it, it's, got nothing but rave reviews, uh, both nationally and, and through the community. So great star on that one. And, and, and the, um, the other hospital, you've got the VA hospital and then the other one. Uh, the community hospital, and it's called yes. Community Hospital Grand Junction. It, it, uh, it associates, it's got a big cancer center that they work with out of Utah. And um, it, it also is a big hospital that gives 
St. Mary's a little bit of run for their money. Um, their their St. Mary's is run with the nuns of Leavenworth, and uh, they can be a little more expensive for people that are are paying out of their own pocket. And community hospital um, really tries hard to fit in with the cost of the community. So I see it, and it's they've just built a brand new hospital um, that that's state of the art too. So not just your normal little community hospital, but it it's a a, a great facility. So. Well, there you go. There's a combination there of because I hear this from from uh, from people all the time, uh, particularly those who are retiring or are retired. You know, they say all I want is is a regional airport, a good hospital, and some technology to you know keep me connected. And you know, if if there's uh, if there's you know good weather outside, that's icing on the cake. So um, you've got some great combinations there for uh, for everybody, and uh, in that sense, for retirees as well. Mm-hmm. So good, keeping up with the growth. Now, talk a little bit, I think you already did a little bit about, about cost of living, but um, just kind of um, boots on the ground statistics. What's it cost for a, a gallon of gas, and what's it cost to have a good good time on the, on the town? So uh, this morning when I bought gasoline before I came to work, I stopped at Sam's Club. The gas for the day was a dollar ninety eight per gallon. Now I know your Southern California gas is three twenty a gallon and nationally the average is two twenty. So we're at a dollar ninety eight a gallon, so that's not bad. And the cost of a night on the town, a three-star hotel average is $97 here in Grand Junction. And if you're going to take your family or two couples out on the town, you can probably do dinner and a movie, a, a medium dinner and a movie for $150. Wow. Wow. Again, this is, this is the sound bad. of me packing my bags. You know, it's almost <laughs> worth that gas is all I've said this once before, and I I I, I do like to repeat my jokes, um, so I'll admit that. But that <laughs> well, you can remember g- those. <laughs> yeah, if if I can remember them, I repeat them. Uh, yeah, that price of gas is it makes it almost worth it just to drive out there to get a get a tank full. Um, that is crazy, a, a buck ninety eight uh, a gallon. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we, and we talked about property taxes. Um, what about local sales tax rate? Not that we spend a whole lot of money, but... Well, I'll um, just give it, you a quick little summary on that. So yeah. your Orange County or San Diego tax rate is 7.75%, and your Los Angeles rate is 9.5%. So hold on to your seats, but the minimum combined tax, sales tax, right? Sales tax rate in Grand Junction is 8.52. Now, you've got to remember, it, it's offset because we have lower property taxes, as we've talked about earlier. Yes. So if you break that down a little bit, the, the Colorado sales tax rate is currently 2.9. Our county sales tax rate is 2%, and the Grand Junction sales tax rate is 3.25. So together we get to 8.52, but we're number three go. on the property tax rate. So they offset yeah. each other just Oh, that's a bit. good. Right. And we don't, don't spend an enormous amount on uh, goods and services uh, that, 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 that that will kill us. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you get the great outdoors to boot. What about, um, what about income taxes? What's the income tax rate in Colorado? Dun, dun, dun. Income tax rate. I think we're 
I don't know for sure. I better. Okay. I, I, I didn't that, do the income tax rate, so. That, that's a Google. I have to tell you, I don't know on that one. Google that one. <laughs> Google that one, people. We're going to move on. Uh, uh, Southern California um, home prices are kind of crazy, and California home prices in general, and you mentioned uh, the average there in a comment a, a moment ago. From L.A. to San Diego, we've got uh, average home prices anywhere from 700000 to w you know, well over a million, depending upon mm -hmm. the, the community that you're in up and down the coast. Um, you talked about the median home price and the big difference there. Tell me about what a what that median home price is or average home price is, and what what's that home look like? What does that get you? Okay, so when we look at our average sold price for October 2020, it was three hundred forty-eight thousand ninety-two dollars, and we have a seller's market. So for those of who aren't real familiar with the real estate industry, that means we have less than six months of inventory, and that is up to a million dollars. That's that's pretty amazing right now um, for our seller's market. So they push price. When we get over a million dollars, Dick, we have a buyer's market with 21. We have just lost Janice Burtis. Okay, we're back. Sorry for that interruption. Uh, we were talking about Southern California home prices having a an average of 700000 to a million plus, uh, depending upon what city you are in up and down the coast. And Janice was addressing that. Take it away, Janice. Well, your, your average home price here in October of 2020 was $348,092. So it's up a good 10% from last year. We have a seller's market, which means we have less than six months of inventory up to a million dollars. Over a million dollars, we have a buyer's market. So meaning we have in, in that uh, area of business, we have 21 months of inventory. So not a lot of our, our sales are over a million dollars. We, we tend to stay close to the $300,000 mark. And you're asking what a new home looks like or a home here looks like. We have anything from contemporary to traditional, Mediterranean to country. There are no limits. Um, a lot of the newer houses that are being built right now um, are our contemporary houses and our home sizes, the average is about 1,800 square feet with three bedroom, two bath, two car garage. Um, we don't really have very many gated communities actually. We maybe have one and we have several 55 plus communities in the area. Uh, for those of you who like townhouses or condos, only 10% of our sales are townhomes or condos, uh, but Mesa County has very very um, well high number of investment properties so one of the very first people I worked with they were from Guadalajara Mexico and and this was 20 years ago um, they continued to buy investment properties here because we do see a really good ability for um, both appreciation and cash flow. So you're going to buy investment properties for one or the other reasons, usually not both, but we see a lot of investment
investors come into this area um, for for either uh, cash flow or appreciation. Uh, we also see a lot of 1031 investment buyers in our area, so we do a lot of work with with those investors. Hmm. Very good mix. Very good mix. Um, what about new construction? Is there uh, sufficient new construction going on? Or are you having difficulties like many parts of the country? We are having dif difficulties. No, it does not meet demand. And there is a huge lack of inventory, both in the new construction side and in resale homes. For example, um, as of October 2020, there are currently 377 residential active listings. Prior to that, a year ago, October, we had 730 listings, active listings. So the, we're down by half. Now of those current 377 listings, 52 of those are new construction as in October of 2020. Um, in general, the average cost per square foot to, to build is about $235 for um, construction of a home that's just average, and that's the, the land, site development, and the financing that would be additional costs. Um, and construction of a, a real basic, your, your basic entry-level home is going to cost you about $160 a square foot, while the high-end luxury homes are going to be closer to the $400 per square foot. And surprisingly, we have a lot of high-end custom homes that are being built uh, here in Mesa County. It, that would really surprise um, our listeners. Um, Good-sized yards are really, I guess I have to say, I'm not sure what Californians, what their good-sized yards would mean, but our good-sized yards here are about a quarter of an acre. So That's a good uh, land cost. Yeah, land cost here is high, so they make those um, the, all the new construction that you see. Um, they're running a, a quarter to a fifth of a of an acre. So um, an acre is forty three five sixty on our square footage. So you've got between an eight thousand and a ten thousand square foot uh, yard. Um, the some of the the custom resale homes are available uh, in the custom home market. You, you see those come on the market. That's probably more of where our million-dollar price range stuff is coming from. Um, and like I've already said, we have a huge number of custom homes under construction now. Uh, I think a lot of those people are um, coming into our community from from. Uh, cities where they've had been able to sell their house at higher costs. Uh, we have quite a few builders here, depending upon the type of home that you would like to build in your budget, um, anything from the entry level to the, the custom home. So we can easily put buyers in touch with a, a builder of their, of their choice in an area of their choice. That's good. They're very, very much within reach to do a custom home for mm -hmm. for people coming from the big cities because of that, that difference in price. That's and correct. And you get a reasonably sized yard, even uh, even on on standard homes. Uh, ten, ten, twelve thousand square feet is very nice. So. And, uh, and you're not touching the other. Uh, no, you're not touching neighbors. So they're not townhouses, yeah. condos. They're truly freestanding single-family homes. Right. Okay, good. Now, 
when somebody comes into town and, and they want to do new construction or they're new in town and they don't really know where they want to buy, they want to kind of, you know, get their sea legs, if you will, can they easily find a place to rent for a year or less? You know, rentals are a little bit more challenging to come by. There's less than a 2% vacancy rate for rentals. Um, that, so that's, that means there's not, they're hard to find. Um, that's a really good thing, though, about using a, a real estate agent is they can put their feelers out throughout the offices and stuff and usually find somebody who, who has something to rent. Um, the cost to rent is usually from about $1.10 to $1.20 per square foot. So if you've got a 1,300 square foot you could, uh, place that you wanted to rent, you can usually expect to pay between about 1550 to 1600 for those rentals. Um, most rentals here are 12-month minimums, um, or they'll execute a lease that will renew in May or June and then renew it for a whole year. Uh, it seems to be easier to rent properties in the in the summer months, May, June, July time frame versus uh, the December, January. But I see that changing a little bit too, Dick, because um, there's so many people coming here that um, it's easier to rent those those properties in the in the winter months now. So I think we'll right. see a change um, in that. But there, there's also some alternatives to to renting. The Airbnb is a very common alternative. So is a VRBO, a vacation rental by owner. We're seeing those get bigger and bigger here, and a lot of people are building ADUs, auxiliary dwelling units, um, on the backside of their house. So you you see the community having a very large um, request for property owners to build these, uh, like a two-car garage with a, an ADU above them, uh, and they're renting those as Airbnbs or VRBOs. So there's huh. some variations and options that that are available to our um, buyers coming in to take a peek or, or wanting to see if this is a place that they want to stay. But um, it doesn't really take long to figure out our um, little community. I, I would say in two weeks you could know all of the areas, have a great tour, know where you want to live and, and how you want to live. Um, we, we can satisfy your why pretty easily. Okay, very good. Very good. It's very, uh, you can get your arms around the place. It's, you sure uh, can. Easy to understand. Good. Uh, do you have any advice for those out-of-state buyers you talked about? Get into town, take two weeks, uh, you know, f find your, you know, get your sea legs and such. Anything else beyond that? Well, I think when you know your why, when, when we know why we're moving and what my needs are and what attracts me, the biggest thing you can do is communicate as much as you can with your agent and then allow them to help you to, to find what is right. Come for a long weekend. Enjoy the area. There, there's food. There's drink, if that's what you like. But there's a lot to do here, and, and you can get to know it uh, in a weekend or a week or a couple of weeks. Ask a lot of questions. Um, some of the answers might surprise you. There you go. There you go. It's amazing when you, I won't say embed, but when you do spend a little time in an area and you're not just driving through looking for a brownie at a church bake sale or something. <laughs> 
if we actually spend time in a town oh, and get to know it, uh, it, like you say, you might get surprised because it sounds like a very comfortable place. Oh, I, I got to tell you, since you talked about brownies at the bake sale, um, there are there's a really cool Thursday night uh, farmers market downtown Main Street that I bet you draws five to eight thousand people really? every Thursday, and that's in Grand Junction, Fruta and Palisade, which which are at opposite ends of the valley, also have farmers markets. So you will find the fresh produce here unbelievable. So we've got farm to table uh, restaurants that have. truly phenomenal food so those of you who think you can only find food in the in the big cities we have some restaurants here that will totally surprise you wow very good that's very encouraging very encouraging well uh i really appreciate your uh, time this morning um it's been very fun i love learning more about our network agents all the time and the areas that they represent so thank you very much for joining us i appreciate your time and i hope you enjoyed being on the show as well oh i did dick i'm so proud of you and what you're doing for um our our community of buyers this will be such a benefit to them and um if you do need any more help please feel free to call well, thank you. Thank you very much for that. And, and I, I agree. It's, it's all for the benefit of the buyers and the agents to get their word out and give people some alternatives for, uh, for making a move these days. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon, uh, and I hope we take the time to enjoy a meal. Um, I think we're going to try to gather in Arizona in May, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that. And if we do, we should grab a meal and We will. Up. Uh, But in the meantime, of course, uh, from me to you, have an excellent rest of your year. Thank you, Dick. um, You too. Be safe out there. And thank you for helping all of our buyers, sellers, and agents. So we appreciate you. Absolutely my pleasure. You take care, and we'll talk soon. Have a great day, Dick. You too. Bye-bye, Janice. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Janice Burtis from Grand Junction, Colorado, and you can tell she is very polished and a very experienced professional, ready to help you in the Grand Junction area, and you can tell that Grand Junction is quite a place to, to, uh, to live as well. So she can help you land on both feet, and if you would like to help me, uh, or if you would like me to uh, introduce you formally, I can help you do that. Uh, please feel free to contact me and uh, I can hook you up. To understand the value of using a realtor such as Janice, who is known to me and my colleagues, uh, you can listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's called the Eyes West Resource. It's at the bottom of the list. You might need to, to click on the older episodes link, but look for the Eyes West Resource episode. And to learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California uh, who can help in those areas that I, I, don't, uh, I don't serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good, be well, be safe. Take care. <laughs>